Cole Berry here with my man Brett Strauss coming at you with the KC Kingdom podcast, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. Alright, we got an action-packed pod for you guys today. We're going to be talking Chiefs news, uh, trade rumors, uh, stuff like that, injuries, of course, Mahomes is on the dock, but before we get into anything Chiefs-related, let's talk about some Kansas City sports with Brett over there. Let's do it. Uh, We're going to start with some Royal news. The Royals are not expected to hire a new manager until late November, when John Sherman is announced as the Royals' new owner at the MLB owners' meeting. However, Mike Matheny has told the Mets he is not interested in taking over for them because he wants to stay focused on the Royals opening. We will bring more updates as the situation unfolds. In college football news, the Kansas Jayhawks took a 15th ranked Texas Longhorn team to the wire, barely losing by a score of 50-48. Running back Puka Williams tallied over 200 yards and two touchdowns in the game, giving the Longhorns defense all they can handle. Kansas looks to keep the momentum of this performance going, taking on Texas Tech next week at home. Sticking with college football, Mizzou lost in a big upset to 1-5 Vanderbilt by a score of 21-14. The loss is devastating to a Mizzou squad who came into the game ranked for the first time all season. They were also on top of the SEC East after losses by Georgia and Florida the prior week. Mizzou looks to bounce back against the struggling Kentucky team this weekend. Lastly, in college basketball news, the University of Missouri and the University of Kansas announced that they have agreed on a border showdown basketball series. The series will feature six men's basketball games with the first one slated for next season. Kansas-Mizzou rivalry dates back as far as 1907. The two-time rivals now see each other once a year all the way until at least the 2025-26 season. That was huge when that dropped, that border war coming back. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't either. Because Kansas, a couple, what was it, a couple years ago, pretty much said no. Yeah, it's not happening. And then It's not going to happen. I think what, what helped that was, was it uh, Michael Porter's first year? The game he got hurt was that exhibition game against Kansas. I think that kind of planted the seeds a little bit, and then they got the ball rolling. I hope they can bring back the football rivalry, too. That would be fantastic. Well, yeah, because Kansas is a pretty good basketball team. Yeah, you want it to be a little even on Mizzou's side because Kansas is – they're going to win probably all six of those games. It won't be much of a a rivalry, unless Mizzou can turn it around, of course. But And then we'll also have to see how the NCAA violations hit Kansas because maybe they do have a a couple down years. Could be like the football team. Yeah. It's kind of tailed off. Tailed off. And it looks like they're not back, but they are trending up because that Texas game, man, they showed out there. It was crazy. Uh, with college football, though, man, Mizzou, that was a heartbreaking loss. Yeah, that was tough. One in five. Uh, what was it? 21 and a half point favorites. Yes. Yeah. They came into the game ranked. They've been online. Yeah. Everyone's been screaming about respect Mizzou. You know, they need to be ranked. And now they got losses against Wyoming and Vanderbilt. Like, I know. That's just, they were on top of the SEC East. Florida and Georgia both looked beatable. I, to yeah. me, I thought we could get one of those games. I didn't, yep. I didn't think Mizzou was going to win both. But now it's it's just a different news cycle when, when you lose to Vanderbilt. You can't even get excited because you nope. just know this season what it could have been. Yeah, that's tough. I, I it just They didn't look like they, didn't look they belonged at yeah. all, I, which is weird because it, it Vanderbilt's really weird. Not, a, not a very good team. Uh, I'm, I'm squarely, and I've been firmly in the I'm not a big Barry Odom guy for a couple years now, mostly because with Barry Odom you're going to get a really solid squad, but you always have losses like this. And in his tenure, yeah. he's shown that that's just what's going to happen. He's going to have bad losses. 
And in the college football world, you can't have bad losses. Well, you can't have losses. It, period. Exactly. Really. You know, if you have a loss, you, at least you still have a case to be ranked and, and get a good bowl, not, you know, a national championship. Yeah. But when you have bad losses, then that just hits your program yep. and it's recruiting and all Wisconsin. that Wisconsin. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, and Texas about had a really bad loss yeah. against KU. Oh, that yeah. was, I was watching that and I just, I couldn't believe what I was saying. Because the Longhorns, I mean, a lot of people, you know, are they back? Aren't they back? But I didn't think they were going to have any problem with Kansas of all teams. And yeah. Man, they gave them everything they could handle. Well, that I think that pretty much wraps up us with Kansas City Sports. Uh, but we can we can go right into the NFL now, and we can take a look at our division rivals, uh, go around the West, and see all the news and notes from them. News and notes from around the West. Yeah. Right, we'll talk a little Raiders first. Um, the Raiders have been a little bit of a surprise. They are looking good offensively post Antonio Brown, which I thought, you know, that that's that's the weird one to me is that they've looked yeah. actually really competent on offense. They lose to the Packers here, though. That does help the Chiefs out with Mahomes being out for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, the AFC West in general is helping the Chiefs out. Oh, this week alone, all yeah, three lost. Yeah, they all lost. The Broncos, I mean, we played them, so, yeah, but – Man, the Chargers and Raiders losing just helped us out a ton. Yeah. So the that the way I look at that now that the Raiders did lose, I don't think they're going to be trying to push Mahomes back if this right. trend stays. Yeah. So that well, be... the Raiders didn't look good really they in really this game. Did. They looked good for about a quarter. Yeah. They, they really did. When I thought, oh, they might actually compete, and then it really all changed with Derek Carr. Yes. And literally, the Derek Carr rule, pretty much, because he's done it so many times. Oh, the fumble out the back? Yeah. I, a lot of people hate that rule, but I like that rule. I mean, they know it. Yeah, I mean. It, I, I, I'm I, kind of back and forth on it. It, it seems like kind of nonsensical, but then again, they know it. They know the and, rule. And they know the rule. And you've done it before, Derek. I heard this other podcast I really liked. They were talking about, they're like, I like the rule, but if I was to change anything about it, just put like a little hoop back there. And if you make the ball in the hoop, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. <laughs> well, we all know. Just that add a little element to it. Derek would miss that, so it'd be. Oh a, yeah. Oh yeah. He would. He would throw it around the hoop or near, <laughs> towards the nearest opposite colored jersey hoop. If they put one of oh, those yeah. out there, that's the one he'd go to. And other Raiders news: uh, they did trade Gary on Conley uh, for a third round pick. So, given up on an, uh, a previous high end first round pick corner, they got a third back, which honestly isn't a bad return because Conley hasn't played great. Yeah. So kudos to them for realizing that they were wrong and trying to rectify the situation. But Gary on Conley leaves the Raiders for a third. The Chargers are two and five after losing to the Titans in the most Charger way possible. <laughs> it's like almost comical at this point. I don't. I was watching it, and all right. So it was what Austin Eckler. It was a touchdown. Yep. And then they called it back. Yep. And then Gordon handoff touchdown. Nope. He's called down short. Ten second runoff. So in my head, I'm like, okay, it's second and goal. The Chargers are, to me, makes the most sense. Should throw it here because if they throw it, I would have thrown it twice in a row, just quick plays in the end zone because you can't get tackled in the field of play when you're literally half a yard away. Yeah. And then on the fourth down, you try to run it because you don't have any timeouts. Yeah. Or you kick the field goal because that would have been, you know, if you want to play for overtime. Mm-hmm. No, the Chargers ran the football, not only didn't get it, fumbled, it was like reviewed. They were calling him down, calling him in. Ends up Tennessee gets the ball. They win by three. And I guess you can call it an upset, but I think at this point the Titans look like the better team, which is weird yeah, to say. It is weird to say. But the Titans are so weird. They have always been weird. It's like 
they somehow win these games where you're like, I don't think the Titans are good. The thing about Tennessee, but they just win. Yeah, the sometimes. thing about Tennessee is usually they're either well coached or they're solid. They're never great. Yeah, but they're always that team because they, they hang around. Yeah, and when you hang around, you always have a chance to pull off these kind of games. Like even a couple years ago against the Chiefs in the playoffs, they had no chance in that game. No, no chance. They were not a good team. We were up 21-3. to three. They just hung around. Hung around, hung around. We didn't score in the second half, and the rest is history. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. More Chargers news. Let's get into that. Uh, they lose Forrest Lamp, offensive guard, for the season. Ouch. They, they're they're, they're just, done. They're done. They're done. I, I hate calling a team done after after seven games, but not only is 2-5 and five not good enough in the West, even if Mahomes is hurt you know, for an extended period of time, it's not going to be good enough in the playoff race. There's some – there's not any high end, you know, squads, but you gotta you gotta compete with the Colts for the wild yep. card. Potentially the Texans because the Colts just beat them, you know. Yep. Then you gotta compete with the Titans who now those have a tie two teams. Over you. Those two teams, Colts and Texans, it, so strange to me. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the championship game against see who was better because they both beat us back to back. So then they played each other, and then and Texans looked bad. They did. They they looked bad some games, great other weeks. They those two teams. I I don't know yet, but. Oh, I, as far as that goes, yeah, I don't know either. I, it's going to be a crazy, crazy race over there in the South, and we'll see who ends up getting the wild card, who ends up winning. But the Chargers, to me, I don't see them having any shot this year unless Derwin James coming back just transforms this team in a monster. Is he expected way. to? Yeah, he's definitely coming back. He might be back uh, the first time they play the Chiefs. That's his earliest oh. like, timetable, like week 11, week 12. I thought he was done done. Well, he might be if the Chargers keep losing. Yeah, I would And they don't want to rush him back. But it, it's one of those things. He could come back early. There could be complications. We'll, we'll see. I think it's the same injury that Dan Sorensen had last year or something similar to that. Yeah. So, so the timetable is there for him to return, but I don't know if he does. And if he does, I think it's too late, personally. I, well, I just, it's already too late. Yeah, I just don't see the Chargers. I mean, their best record right now could be 11-5, and five, and they're not going to be Phillip Rivers five. doesn't look comfy at all. Like, he it, in the first quarter – he already looks like he's down three touchdowns. He, he's, he looks more grumpy than ever. Yeah. Man. He's always just – he's like – I can just hear the gosh darns flying. The gosh darn it's damn nabbits. Yeah. Yeah. He's just – I can hear him. He's not having a good time out there. Austin, Austin Eckler's still looking good, but Melvin Gordon has not looked great no. upon his return. That was just a bad decision on his part. Yeah, he holds I don't up. know who his agent was, but he needs to be, they lied. Yeah, they need to tell Melvin the truth next time. I'm not yeah. sure some stuff for him. But, I mean, they still have Keenan Allen. They still have, you know, they have Hunter Henry coming back. But then they lose Forrest Lamp. Uh, they lose uh, their third wide receiver, Travis Benjamin, for the year. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, they just keep swapping in and out injuries. And I just, even fully healthy. And, oh, also, they don't trust their kicker because their kicker's been out. So, they signed yeah. this McLaughlin guy. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, if it's 40 or plus, we're not even going to try yeah. it now. So, I don't know. I'm the, the Chargers, I think all the hype is from the early season has left them. Dumpster fire. Speaking of dumpster fires, let's get to the Broncos. <laughs> the West looked really strong going into the season, and right now it looks really weak. The Broncos, obviously, we just torched them without Pat. It was a defensive performance against Statue Joe. What do the Broncos do? They got to fire Elway, right? You think? Yeah, you, I, I don't know what they do. That's a tough thing to fire an icon of the franchise, but, man, he just keeps making bad decision after bad decision. Joe Flacco, I mean, <laughs> I yeah. It, it was Joe Flacco. It was Case Keenum. It was I Trevor mean, really, Simeon. like we're obviously huge Chiefs fans. Yeah, we do a Chiefs podcast. Yeah, but I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe 
how good the Broncos offense was making our defense look because yeah. we know who our defense is. It was insane. And the Broncos, to their credit, did what they should have tried to do. Like, they <laughs> they tried to run the ball with Phillip Lindsay, and that was smart. They also tried to give Royce Freeman some some looks. but they just, Which we expected. And, and I, that's a good game plan. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. Phillip yeah. Lindsay averaged 3.3 a carry. They just couldn't do it against us. What – I'm curious what you think. Did you see a Chiefs defense that stepped up, or do you see a Broncos offense that just wasn't there? Okay, I see a Broncos offense that wasn't there, and I saw a Chiefs defense that made a philosophical change, and that was Spagnolo. I don't know if this is going to be going forward or if this was just game plan-wise, but it was him putting defenders in the box, putting his run stuffers out there. Reggie Ragland played a, a very big role. An awesome game. Awesome game. Yeah. Tyron Matthew was played in the box a lot more. And Spagnolo just continually brought pressure. And I don't know if that's because he didn't respect Joe or the, the Broncos receivers or if that's what he just realizes needs to be the game plan going on. But Which they, you talked about last week. That's exactly what I talked about is I'd rather them do that and then take their lumps in the passing game because at least those are quick strike scores. Like that one play to Cortland Sutton, that great catch he made, mm-hmm. that deep ball. That's going to happen. Yeah. But hopefully the hope is is that with the blitzing and with the, the committing to stopping the run, you'll get enough big plays to to offset those kind of big passing plays against you. But that's what I saw. Another thing, it wasn't be, it wasn't just a change the team made. It was a, ta- a change the team had to make. They put Colin Saunders in. Yeah. And he had a great game against the run. There was a play where Philip Renzi cut back, and in the previous weeks that would have been like a 10-yard gain. But Colin shed his block, reached over, grabbed him by the shoulders, and yeah. he, he only gets two and a half. And two and a half is like, okay, decent little run there, but in, in prior weeks that would have been a big run. Yeah. So Colin Saunders just played a great game. Yeah. See, I wonder – I was watching it, and I, I couldn't tell, you know. And, it, and I almost thought, oh, Patrick Mahomes is out. So now they're thinking – we might not score 40 points this game. Yeah. So we might need, you know, it's like that thing when there's more on the line. You know, yeah. you don't have that safety harness. Yeah, you can't. You have to play aggressive because, yeah. you know, if you if you play safe. But whatever they did, I hope they continue it because it was awesome to watch. I mean, nine sacks. Oh, nine sacks, a, a defensive touchdown, turnovers. Yeah, it, it was great we to watch. We stopped that fourth down, which actually that was one of the sacks, which was weird. Yeah. The it, fourth down, but – we were all over that. Uh, that was cool. Frank Clark looked good. Yeah. I know it was against the bad line, but he looked a little fiery this yeah. week. Uh, Reggie Ragland. Ogba is playing Ogba's crazy. playing out of his mind. Ragland had a heck of a game. And I don't want to compare him to Derek Johnson. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm, I promise. But the situation reminds me a little bit of it. Derek got benched back in the day by Todd Haley, I believe, if, if any of you remember, because he was playing bad. And, it, and they said, I don't care – what your status with the team is or whatever, you're playing terrible, we're throwing you on the bench. And so then the next week or so when he came off the bench, he was just an animal. Yeah. And so I'm hoping just a similar like coaching method with Reggie there is happening because he just looked – he was flowing downhill, he was attacking. He making caught, tackles. Making tackles, making sacks. He wasn't caught on his heels at all. He was like in attack mode, and that's kind of what you need to, yeah. when you sell We made tackles, oh, we which did. was refreshing. It was great. It, it was great, and it was against a pretty good right. Like Philip Lindsay's a pretty good back. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Alvin Kamara out there, but yeah, I mean, but Marlon Mack is I, I exactly. put them in the kind of same, same category here. of he's definitely better than Carlos Hyde. Oh yeah. Who just made you know we made look like an all pro. Yeah. So 
I, I hope going forward that this is the strategy we continue to use. Obviously, against a team like the Patriots, it's going to be tough to replicate that. Yeah. Because they can run, they can throw, they can throw a bunch of different looks at you. But another hope is that this defense is doing exactly what it said it was going to do, and that is gel as the season goes on. Yeah. Because it, and to their credit, I mean, we did hold Indy to 19 points. You know, yeah. the Lions game where they scored 34, we also had like four turnovers. Yeah. So they, they've done their part at, at, at times. And they're showing It's flashes. frustrating to watch, but we have talked about they haven't really been given up points. Yes. And they gave up a lot to the Texans, I know. But we it was it was just one of those. It was a weird game. Yeah. Because you know, Pat had that strip sack at the end of the half. That's a touchdown. Yeah. That interception that we threw after Travis got ta- tackled, yep. that's a potential 14-point yep. swing. Yep. So the defense didn't look as bad as the final number does. Another guy who's looked really good is Charverius Ward. Yeah. He held DeAndre Hopkins. Like, when they were one-on-one, mm-hmm. had he, DeAndre only had four catches, and Sharv had a, had a pick in the corner of the end zone yeah. and a jump ball of the D-hop. Yep. That is hard to do. I'm really impressed with how he's looking. I'm not so impressed that I don't want us to go out and get a corner or anything. But I, he's really coming along to be a good piece for this team. Um, and the other big news, other than like gameplay stuff out of Denver, obviously is Mahomes. You know that sucked. Yeah, that did. When that happened, I just wanted I just, you react. What was your initial like gut reaction when you saw? My it? gut reaction was, why did they do it with the ankle injury? Yes, that, that was a gut reaction though, because really it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter at all. The, yeah, and did. I watched. I like Undisputed with Shannon Sharp, and I just and I, th- I think it's funny. It's, yeah, it's I, TV entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Shannon was going in on Andy Reid. Why did he make the play call? He's got the ankle. He, you know, even if it wasn't the ankle that got injured, he jumped differently. And Skip Bayless is like, it's literally like one of the safest plays yeah, I, for quarterbacks. I, agree I mean, with Skip there. Yeah, you have Tom Brady running it. He ran it five times last. Not this, not yesterday, but, but we last go, week yeah. scored twice. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, if Tom Brady runs it. Tom Brady's done like 139 straight QB sneaks without an injury. Yeah, yeah, it was. There's there was like literally like one recorded injury. Yeah, it was a freak play. accident, and it was opposite leg of the ankle. It had nothing to do with the ankle. It was literally just the way someone landed. It was a, it was a force thing. It wasn't anything to do yeah. with like a non-contact. It was literally contact that did it. So the play call, I I'm a big uh, Warren Sharp guy. Uh, check him yeah. out. He's just he's a genius. And his the success rate of a quarterback sneaking on a yard or less is like ten percent higher than a running back on a running play. Well, it's like eighty five percent. It's eighty five percent overall on like a yard or in, and it's like a yard and a half out. It's like seventy five percent. It's just a big number that yeah. you should do this. And at that time, it was a close game and a must win game. Like Andy made the right call. Though. Yeah. Well, and that was another point with Skip Bayless. Well, they should beat the Broncos. Yeah. Well, like, well, we were both thinking, I hope they beat the Broncos. I hope they beat the Broncos. Because <laughs> they had not given us a lot of confidence. But So, yeah. And, and that's you can't really look at it that way. You got to look at I mean, it's every play. Every play, yeah. And you got, you, got, you had to win that game. Yeah. The I mean, he would have been more statistically likely to hurt his knee on a drop back pass than yeah. he would a quarterback sneak yeah. by a lot. So, I don't mind the play call. When I saw him laying there and pointing – I was like, oh, no. I thought he was pointing, like, at the guy he was laying on top of. Yeah. And then I saw a receiver, I can't remember who it was, but slam his helmet on the ground. And then everyone just, like, got to a knee. And I'm like, don't do this to me. 
do not do this. Like, I, w- I threw my hat down, I think, live and just, like, grabbed my face like I'm Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. <laughs> like, but it was sad. It was – and I just – he got up. I seen the video of him putting the knee back. Yeah, I'm that like, was gross. No, and then he's – and then he waves the cart off. And I was like, that's my boy. Yeah. That's my he's, – he's coming back. And then, yeah. and then, then – They ruled him out immediately. immediately. And then we found out it was a complete dislocated kneecap. I'm like, oh, he's not coming back. So then you got the, the waiting period. It was so hard to celebrate the win. Yeah. Was, oh, it did. It felt like a loss, to be honest. And even after – when Reggie Ragland scored that t- touchdown on, on the fumble, he was, like, dancing in the end zone. And then he, like, stopped. And he just – because he – they felt it, too, yeah. you know? I mean, oh, yeah. So then we wait for the MRI, news comes back. It was about as good as it could have went. I think it is as good as it could have went. Yeah. With it, that. Or better than what yeah. they thought. And then yeah. Andy's it, – it got to the point to where I was, like, ready to give up on the season because no Mahomes. Yeah. And now it's, we're at the point where Andy's not even ruling him out for the Packers game. I know. That's insane. Like, I he's know. not playing. Let's get that off oh, the table. Yeah. He's not playing. But the, the week-to-week thing. The week, I love that. The week-to-week. And apparently – The old Eric Berry thing. Oh, no. Eric Berry, that was a day-to-day. Yeah, you're not right week about to week. that. Yeah, yeah but because week-to-week's a better term. Week-to-week means you could play any week. Day-to-day means you're out six months. Well, day-to-day means you could play any day, uh, any not, day of the week. Not if you're they Eric Berry. They don't even need to play a not, game. Not you if, you're Eric, play. if you're Eric Berry, day-to-day means we'll see you, you know, maybe if we make the playoffs. That's – do you think – speaking of Eric Berry, is he getting signed anywhere? No. Think, uh, think the Chiefs will I give think, him a look? No, what he, what he did was – he wanted way too much money just because he's done playing. Yeah, that makes sense. I He's going to play eventually somewhere. Anyway, back to the Mahomes, though. Yeah. Uh, he's going to miss the Packer game. He could play the next game against the Vikings. That's insane. I, that's another one I think he probably still will miss. But the fact that he's a, like in the discussion to maybe be playing that game is just it blows my mind. Yeah. Do you think does. Do you think he'll be back against the Vikings? I don't know. I think it – see, the thing is, I think the Chiefs right now are thinking AFC West. AFC West. Because the Patriots are pulling away for the one seed. Blah. Yeah. And, you know, we might be looking for that two seed, which would be really nice. But – But. They that, have to be realistic. And they have true. to think, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the three seed, four seed, whatever it is, and the AFC West crown – or would you rather miss the playoffs because Mahomes gets Hurting. further injured? Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's how you, they're looking at it. I think that's how you have to look at it. I think that's how they're looking at it. the The factor here is the human element of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, that's and if he thinks he's ready to go, and we sit him even like an extra week, it's gonna really eat at him. He's yeah, and he's not the kind of guy that's gonna throw a fit about it or anything. I the don't problem think... is that this couldn't have happened at the worst time in the season. Yeah. It, because we now play like the Vikings and the Packers, which are two formidable opponents. Vikings, Packers, and then the Titans, who are no joke. And then uh, we have – I think we could – I do too, but they're still not like a – they're one of our easy games, but our easy games are tough games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. this year we have a yeah. pretty tough schedule. So it's, it's it's the Packers, Vikings, Titans, Chargers, bye week, Oakland. Yeah. He needs to be back by that Charger game. In my eyes, you know, that as far as timetable goes, I know a lot of people are saying it's on the Mexico City field. They don't want them, him playing on a bad surface. They resurfaced that entire field. The only reason it was a bad surface because they had a concert on it last year. It's still a professional playing field. <laughs> what a weird thing to have. Yeah, it's going to be okay. That surface will be fine. Yeah. So if he's good to go medically by then, 
he the Charger game will be nice, and then the Oakland game after the bye week. And another thing, people are really wanting him to wait wait it out to the bye week, wait it out to the bye week. Matt Stafford had the same injury and only missed three games. Yeah, Mahomes has this injury, and he has the benefit of having it on Thursday night. So a two-game absence is probably going to be the same amount of days as a Matt Stafford three-game right. absence. Yeah. So if he's back, you know, against the Tennessee Titans, I, I think medically that's probably yeah. presumed what's going to happen. And if not, even if you take the extra cautionary week, the Titans game would be the cautionary week. So he should be full go by the Chargers game in yeah. my eyes. I think he misses well, two games. Yeah, and I saw literally like it's such a weird injury because the doctors can tell you to go, but it's really up to – does he feel right? Yes. That's the thing. It's all about feel. And I know, like we talked about, Patrick Mahomes can be like, yeah, he feels good right now. Dude, I guarantee that. Dude dislocated his knee, walked he's up like, to his he's coach. Like, yeah. He's like, let me play this Sunday. He said, I'll be fine as he's walking to the locker room with a dislocated knee. He looks at Andy and goes, I'll be fine. That dude is so tough, Rub man. some dirt on it. Rub some I just, I just, my kneecap was only sideways. We'll be all right. Waves the card off, walks back. He is, man, I love this when guy. When I saw him with his helmet off, I, I was thinking about it afterward. I wonder, because he looked like he was in excruciating pain. He did. I wonder if it was just more like, this doesn't feel right. Because, you know, I, I wonder if it actually hurt more than it was just like, it probably, my kneecap is not in the right spot. The part that hurt more was putting it back in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. that, that part, he was probably just mad that he was hurt he's the kind of guy that the pain was probably secondary to the thought of oh i can't play right because he's he's just the ultimate competitor i think was what was awesome and i don't know if we've ever experienced this as chiefs fans is the general consensus of twitter whatever was oh, uh, yeah everyone was bummed that patrick mahomes is out it was just the nfl's better when patrick yeah. mahomes is on the field and it is you know oh, yeah. and and Hopefully, this isn't a, a nagging thing. There is the risk people have talked about of re-injury in the future. The th I've heard that, too. The thing is, I, I mean, wonder if he'll have the Tom Brady brace. I bet he will. He probably will. I'd say he wear a brace for a season after this, at least yeah. the rest of the season. Or he can just pull a Gronk and just wear it for the rest of his career. Even though he doesn't need it. Yeah. just kind of. And if he did, that's fine. I think they'll look cool. The big metal. They have yeah. to be the mechanical, like, oh, yeah. like you're a robot. It can't yeah, be a little yeah. bitty brace. You got to you gotta own it. But uh, as far as this goes, I, I don't, I don't want to speculate on future injury, but I don't no. think this is going to be a big – like we said, Matt Stafford had the same thing in 09. Mahomes is obviously a little more mobile than Stafford. Maybe he should tone down the mobility a little bit to, to protect it in the future, but – but you won't. He won't, and I really don't think this is going to be a problem. I, I don't. I hope I'm. I hope I'm right. I'm. I hope it's not just speculation. But I, I just see this as a as a three week injury that we all forget about. In in yeah. when we're in the playoffs, and then this is we move the start of the Super Bowl tape. Oh, uh, he, Super Bowl! An interesting thing. Last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, which I know was a long time ago, nineteen sixty nine. Lynn Dawson missed about four games that season. Comes back, leads him to the promised land. Nice. Little little foreboding it's in, there. It's in little, the stars. It is in the stars, everybody. So maybe that's what happens here. Uh anything else in the Broncos game that you saw that you liked? I mean, we covered defense. Uh we covered what we didn't like oh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, Matt Moore, talk about him yeah. a little bit. He looked all right. He looked all right. That pass to Tyreek was a dime. Uh I was I was less impressed with the pass than I was the pocket presence. Yeah. The, the the step up shoulder kind yeah. of swim move yep. to yep. to avoid the rusher and the drop and I dime. think well and even Andy said we'll have him ready to go yes week. yes he'll be well ready. he took zero reps he took n zero none. zero literally 
None. Zero reps. Travis Kelsey said he never caught a pass from Matt Moore before. And I 100% believe that with everything that I have is that he'd never caught a pass. There was an old quote from uh, Peyton Manning's old uh, offensive coordinator. Someone was watching him then practice. And it was like they were with the team for a week and Peyton Manning's backup never took a snap. And so the interviewer asked him about it. They're like, yo, why don't you let Peyton's backup get in there? And he, and he said, if Peyton goes out, we're blanked. And I ain't in the business of practicing for being blanked. That's <laughs> what he said. He <laughs> that's said, a football guy that, move. That's right a football there. guy. And he's right. If Peyton goes – like you want the backup to be ready, but if, if Mahomes goes down or Manning goes down, you don't have a guy behind him to replace him. I always think about that video with Ben Roethlisberger from one or two years ago when you see the practice and – Whoever was the was it Kaiser who was backing him up was doing the the drills with the it was Josh Dobbs yeah Josh Dobbs, Dobbs. Yeah, Josh that's Dobbs. it they're throwing the things at him to like practice his pocket presence and he's doing it you know taking it hundred percent serious and then it gets up to Ben's turn he starts punching he's, him yeah he's punching him like <laughs> whacking him out of the air and just taking all the contact and yeah it's yeah because that's what it's QB one it's QB one it's all about QB one and that's that's hundred percent true but now Matt Moore is QB one. This, I mean, Andy's had this before where Alex Smith got hurt a couple games. Nick Foles came in. Obviously, the Nick Foles legend wasn't born yet. Yeah, pre-MVP. Pre-MVP Foles. Foles, Pre-Philly Philly. But he comes in. He wins us. He wins us the Indy game. Alex got hurt that game. So he wins the rest of that game with a couple good passes. We have a defensive slugfest against Jacksonville the next week. He still wins. And then starter comes back. Everything's status quo. But I think Andy, we have the weapons. Andy's going to get the guys ready. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Hopefully. I mean, if Mahomes is out an extended period, that's when you get a little scared. But a little two, three-game stretch, I think Matty Moore can can take over. Uh, <laughs> Travis, after the game, said, Matty Moore's 1-0, baby. He calls it Matty Moore. He said, Matty Moore's 1-0. I love that. Matty Moore, Matty Moore is like a 35, 40-year-old man who was out of football for a year. But yeah. he's 1-0. Who was a, what was he, an offensive coordinator or a scout? Yeah, he was scouting for the Dolphins, and then he was like yeah. coaching a high school team, yeah. and now he's you know he's back in the league. Now he's QB one, QB one for a, a team on the net, getting ready to play prime time against Aaron Rodgers. Oof. Like that segue, let's go ahead and get prime into that game Maddie. a little bit. Yeah, let's go get into prime time, Maddie, with a little trailer for you this week. There are those who are born to be champions, and then there are those who are destined to be more. Maddie Moore. This Sunday, you're invited to the world of football and the story of the ultimate underdog. Watch Matt Moore's Average Joe's take on Aaron Rodgers' Global Gym in Sunday Night Football, a true underdog story. Starring Patches O'Hulaham Mahomes, Blade, Lazard, Blazard, Sudden Death Overtime, The Five Ds of Football, and Michelle. Tune in Sunday to ESPN The Ocho for Sunday Night Football, a true underdog story. Cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. All right, so this week we have in primetime the Packers versus the Chiefs. Man, we were robbed. We robbed were, of what? Of Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I that know. was that was just going the to the two be, Brett Favre comparisons. The the ticket prices for this was in the two hundreds. Everyone knew, especially with the Packers playing well, that this was like this could literally be a once in a lifetime thing because the Chiefs and Packers don't play very often. 
Last well, t- once every four years. Yeah, last time we played him, we had years? Jeremy Macklin on the team. <laughs> I mean, that just yeah. just to show you, it's been a while. So we don't play the Packers very often. And with Rodgers in his prime, I mean, I think he's past his prime. He's still amazing. But yeah. His prime was probably a year or two ago. The next time they see each other, it's either probably going to be in the Super Bowl or maybe never. Because yeah. he could be 39, 38 years old by then. And it's just. Maybe it'll be this year in the Super Bowl. If that happens, we will be unrobbed. We will be returned. The, the thief. Redeemed. The thief will come back to our house and say, We are sorry for what we did. Here's this plus extra. Here's a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Sheesh. I think everyone, if. Like, if your team doesn't make it, I think everyone could sign off on that being a great Super Bowl. It'd be an awesome Super you Bowl. You know, it, like last year, a lot of people that weren't. Rams or Patriots fans wanted Chiefs Saints. They 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 understood or Chiefs Rams or Chiefs. They understood part two. Yeah, that matchup was going to be great. Uh, Chiefs Packers matchup this year would be fantastic. But as far as what we know, we have for sure we were robbed from a generational kind of uh, a showdown of young versus old gunslingers. Mahomes gets favored to Brett Favre a lot, but I mean he's also I more closely in Aaron Rodgers because he takes care of the football turnover wise. We don't have Patrick though, so moving forward with this game, there's it's just gonna, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I, we don't know what's going to happen, how, what Andy Reid's game plan with Matt Moore is going to be. I really do think we're going to go back to we're going to try to get the playmakers the ball. Tyreek's not going to run as many deep routes, but he's going to be more involved on jet sweeps, swing routes, screen passes, slants, drags, short intermediate stuff that can easily complete. Try to beat him the Alex Smith way. The beat him the Alex Smith way. And and that's not a bad way to go about things. It's just tough to do that midseason changing your identity in one week in well one, yeah thankfully but yeah you had the extra days to prepare you had some extra days Andy Reid I trust I don't think our offense is going to look incompetent I really don't think we're going to come out looking like we can't play football no I know we had that bad showing against the Colts but really this offense has been just a Ferrari for the past couple of years we have the pieces Sammy Watkins could be back Eric Fisher could be back uh you could get guys like Chris Jones back there's a lot of people and pieces that could come back as far as offense of those play. who do you want who do I want back? If you can have one. Chris Jones. I was going to say the same thing. Offensively, I mean, I'd like to give Matt Moore as much help as possible, but at this point, we're going to need a defensive performance for us to beat the Packers. Are you scared of Aaron Jones? No, I mean, it's one of those things. I don't know if the run defense was a flash in the pan or not. I don't know if this is just the next step of improvement or if that's just a one-off. I'm scared of any running back a field team still. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm. I don't. I'm not forgetting the Carlos Hyde game. That still happened. Yeah. So if your name is blank blank and you're next to it says running back and you're playing you, I'm scared. Yeah. So I mean, Aaron Jones could have a good game. Jamal Williams could have a good game. I. We just need to to pull off the upset. It's going to have to be another stifling defensive performance. The Packers are going to still have to be without Devontae Adams. He could come back this week. I mean, the hope is he takes an extra week to prepare and, you know, come back from his injury. And we're going to need Matt Moore to play really well. And it's possible he can. These journeyman quarterbacks, the older they get, sometimes they have these performances where it's, you know, a lot a lot of people can say Matt Moore's never done anything. But also, I would argue Matt Moore's never been on a team this good with yeah. an offensive mind this good. Well. Matt Moore is in the league because he's had these games. He has. Where everyone, it's just like sticks in their minds. Like, oh, Matt Moore had that one game yes. in 2013. And, 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 and that's how he keeps getting contracts. And the hope is he has one more of those in him, and it's this week. It's like the Chase Daniel Law. Oh, man. You have one good game every 10 years, and, and you just keep getting contracts. You're here forever. It's either, that's what, that's what backup 
quarterbacks are. They're either former first-round bust that everyone thinks still has a chance, yeah. or you're a guy who was drafted in the fourth round, you had a 400-yard game, and everyone's like, I want it as a backup. Remember that? That one Monday night where he it, lit up Detroit? That's the Matt Flynn rule. Yeah, oh yeah. When Matt Flynn was uh, – Green Bay was sitting the starter, so two years in a row Matt Flynn got to take over the reins. He had like 400 yards. Seattle pays him like $15 million. And then Russell Wilson takes over as rookie. Or Matt well, the Brockett ship. If you oh, want to talk about him. Brock Lobster. Just just retired. He just retired with $41 million in the bank On account. On f- what, 30 games? It was, it was he was 15 and 15. Something crazy like that. The Brock Osweiler, man. I love that guy. They used to put him out on special teams to block kicks before he was playing for them because he was so tall. That was his thing. I, I saw a clip of that. That, that was, was like the most hilarious clip before, I've ever seen. Before he took over for for Manning, he was out in the middle, just his giant tree man And arms. he didn't even come close. Not even close. But he was well, just, he's like 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. Like, <laughs> the ball is already 30 feet in the air by that like, point. Like, Brock, you're tall, but you're not that. You're not go-go gadget I extended arms tall. He's got a rocket ship right up into orbit. I have a I, I, <laughs> rocket ship. I was brought up an interesting point by somebody. They were talking about backups, and they were like, well, would you be more comfortable if Chad Henney was your quarterback, you know, if he was healthy? And I got to thinking about it, and I really don't know. Maybe, because Henney's had, I think, more of those games than Matt Moore has. Yeah. But I think you're in the same boat with the same player See, there. to me, it's just – At this It's point, not Mahomes it's in not. my mind. Like, my dumb Chiefs mind is like, what that that doesn't look like Mahomes out there. I don't care who it is. My brain got re- rewired so quickly. It was like I was spending five years defending how Alex Smith was elite. I was like, he wins. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's mobile. He's smart. He's a leader. And then I see Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, if you don't throw for 5,000 yards, your quarterback sucks. Yeah. Like, that's how my brain is wired And now you days. can't go back. Now you can't go back to quarterback play that's not literally the best I've ever seen. Like, it's, it's insane the way that works. But, you know, we're going to go back to that Chiefs team that was a little frustrating when Alex Smith – and. Don't get me wrong. Alex Smith is a much better quarterback than Matt Moore. Oh, yeah. It's not close. I'm not even comparing the two, but it's going to be more of those game plans. We're going to see more screens, more runs. Not pushing the ball down the field. Yeah, and there might be one or two shots per game, but that's not going to be the team this week. I think we are a little lucky in this game that the wide receiver depth for Green Bay is – Oh, the – I mean – you got L- Lazard. 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 And, uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen more drops by wide receivers and running backs. Than the Green Bay team? Than the Green Bay team. Yes. It is astounding. It is. And Aaron Rodgers just looks like he's about to fire people. <laughs> like, he'd just take over the reins as general manager and start letting go people. If it were up to him, he would have he cut five they, players. They always, when it bounces right off their hands, it always shows right back to Aaron Rodgers. And he's just like. He is so upset. He just got his eyes closed. The only receiver on that roster that's like Rogers proof, or not Rogers proof, but like will not draw any anger is Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like Devontae could drop a pass and Roger be like, ah, you'll get it back. You'll get the next one. Marquez Valdez Scanlon could have 100 yards and then in the third quarter just drops a, a first and 10, and, and Rodgers would give him the death stare. Yeah. Because he, he expects all those of them. guys. Geronimo. They all have awesome names, though. They, okay, so it's, it's Marquez Valdez Scantling. Geronimo Allison, uh, Lazard, and then on IR they have Equinemius St. Brown. <laughs> what they got the all-name They team. got the all-name. Those names are awesome. And then Devontae Adams, I mean, that's pretty standard. But, I mean, Equinemius St. Brown. They had Jamon Moore from Mizzou. They yeah. cut him prior to the season. But the names of those receivers are just crazy. 
what do you th- okay so what's your gauge of feeling about this game obviously green bay is a great team they're one of the favorites in the nfc to go to the super bowl they have aaron Rodgers at quarterback their defense looks improved their defense looks good. We would be. I think. They look borderline great. They're, yeah. they're like bordering like a really elite defense. Yeah. We would probably be crazy to go into this game thinking that the Chiefs could win. Well, they can win. That's what that's, I love. About that's the, the thing. NFL. They can, but as far as just you're like right. a, you're right. What would it take for them to for the Chiefs to win? I think, like you said, we got to have the defense again. We got to get the pressure. If we get the sacks, sacks just are huge. Huge. I mean, like, and when you don't. It, it's like when you have them, you're like, oh, this is awesome. They're punting a lot. Yes. Well, then you forget, you know, like when you're not getting them, it's frustrating because you're like, oh, they're getting first downs because they're never going backwards. Never going backwards. And One thing that I think needs to happen, and this is just like plain and simple truth, Green Bay needs to not play well, which is possible. Yeah. Good teams cannot play well. And that's... I, I, I want to say, oh, the defense needs to step up. Matt Moore needs to have a great game. All of that could happen and we could still lose because Green Bay is a great team. It's going to take a combination of us playing really well with Matt Moore, the defense continuing to improve, and then Green Bay just straight up not showing up and not playing well, yeah. which could happen. Yeah. But I don't I – don't And we're at home. We're home. Crowd's crazy. I mean, they're still going to show up for Matt Moore. Yeah. Those pe- a lot of these people paid tickets when they were $300. Well, it's prime time. Yeah, it's prime time. So It's going to be fun. I'm excited for the game. I – you know – my hopes aren't high, it's as not, we've talked about. Yeah, it's just. But what? But it's kind of nice because you know, if we lose, I kind of was ready for it. Yes, that is a great point. We're ready for it, and it's at the point where we have a little less pressure because of the the Chargers' loss and the yeah, Raiders' loss. I really think if we can somehow steal one, uh, it, it depends on how many games Mahomes is out. If he's out two, can we steal one? Yes. If he's out three. Can we still steal one? Can we steal one? If, if he's out we, four, we need to steal two. Yeah, right. And, so. and and if he's out three, can we somehow get two? That would be insane. Like it'd be great though. Yeah, but <laughs> that that's that's what I'm looking for. If we get this win, it would probably be my favorite win of the year. So oh far. man, it would be like. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about can we beat Green Bay? This is a perfect example of the NFL. Do you remember years ago when the the Packers were fifteen and zero or fourteen and zero? coming into Arrowhead and we oh, were a one-win team yeah and we just we beat them we just out of nowhere just straight up just straight them. up it yeah. was not even I mean it was a close game but I, it looked like we were outclassing the Packers on yeah. on our home field that can happen I mean we're talented enough well, that it happens every week exactly. I mean, especially this year in the NFL which has been very wild to me because it's like who's the, who's the good teams yes and I was just talking last week I think Seattle is one of those good teams and then Baltimore goes into Seattle and just destroys them. And Baltimore, to the credit, is a decent team. But but I th- I was see, saying, I don't think Baltimore is a very good. good team. Yeah. And so, it, I mean, that's what I love about the NFL. Last week, the freaking undef- the, the winless Jets go in and just beat the brakes off the Cowboys. The score was close, but the game was yeah. never close. No. So, those things happen. And then they look so bad yesterday. Seeing ghosts. So, so, <laughs> so looked, bad. They looked incompetent against the Patriots. I mean, Darnold, he was seeing something. He, he, was, he wasn't seeing his football players. He, was, he said he was seeing ghosts. What he was seeing was the back of his eyelids because it looked like he was closing his eyes and heaving the ball. And I like Sam Darnold. I was actually yeah. kind of a fan of his. I'm rooting for him to succeed. But Bill Belichick just gave him a game plan that was 
here you go, young man. Have fun with this. Yeah. And it was welcome to the NFL. Welcome, not what well, it was. Welcome to the NFL and welcome to Belichick. This yeah. is what it really looks like. Sam when, Darnold was like, I wish I still had mono. Yeah, he he should have he should have sat out and let his spleen heal a couple more weeks. So as far as this game goes, we both agree. Big defensive performance. Matt Moore's gonna have to play well. Green Bay's gonna have to play, you know, a little down. Yeah. Devontae Adams might might miss. That could help the Chiefs' chances. He's working back though. He's really close to return. Who are you looking for? Offense, defense. Like for, on for us? For a player, yeah. Um, it would be Tyreek because he's the biggest game changer. Like I love Travis. Travis is the biggest mismatch. Yeah. Tyreek is the biggest you know the old well, adage, he can take it from the field anywhere. He's going to have to do that. Yeah. He's going to have to take a three-yard well, screen and We take call it. him a game changer. Yes. Because he literally will change the game. And so, to take it from an, a loss to a win, he's going to have to change the game, literally. Exactly. And he's going to have to have just a big play that not many other people in the league can make. He's going to have to make a catch, make a guy miss, and be so fast that he takes it. And that's going to have to, it's going to steal an offensive possession for us. On defense... A guy I'm looking to have a big game is is going to be, we, you know, we talked Frank Clark last week, is Charvarius Ward. Yeah. Because if he can keep up with his blanket kind of coverage stuff, especially if the Packers are missing some weapons, if he can just take out who Rodgers wants to go to, it's going to yeah. help us out a lot. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking, and I don't even want to, I don't even care which one. I'm looking at the linebackers, and I think we always look at the linebackers because yes. our linebackers are like, as hot and cold as it gets on this team, yes. where it looks like, well, we have a decent linebacking core, and then next week it's like, we have the worst linebacking core in the league. And then, so I'm looking, I'm looking at Anthony Hitchens, who had a good game last week. Yeah, I'm looking at Raglan. Can he? You know, I don't even know how much Raglan's going to play. If it depends on what the Packers start doing, if they start shoving it down our throat, we'll see a lot of. But Raglan, I'm really but looking at Hitchens. Hitchens, can he keep the run game subdued? You know, to where... Yeah, see, Hitchens is the interesting one because he's the one guy on the team that's, like, passing downs and running downs. Yeah. He can affect both. Yeah. So he needs to have a good coverage day and a good run Because I day. think even though we shut down Denver, I think the the Packers still come out. We're going to run the ball. And we have Aaron Rodgers, who is a prolific passer in the league, but we're going to run the ball because we can, and we, or we at least we think, think we, we can. can. That'll be the scary thing is, is if they do start having some, some then success. Then we don't have a chance. No, because if they're running the ball well and we have to commit to stopping the run, you can commit to stopping the run against Denver because you can say Joe Flacco and – We'll take Joe Flacco. Yeah, you don't scare me. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers should terrify everyone if yeah. we're putting seven in the box. I mean, he terrifies me with Lazard out there running around. Oh, yeah, because Lazard's going to catch 100, pass, 100 yards on us because Aaron Rodgers is going to put it in a window that he can't drop. You know, it's it's going to be insane. Another thing I'm looking forward or looking towards for us to win, I th- a big special team play, like a return, yeah. a block punt, because our special teams have been very quiet this year. Yeah. If Tyreek Hill, if we put him back at punt returns now that he's worked in, or if McCole Hardman can get loose and, and take one to the house, that's a big switch because it's points without relying on your offense having yep. to score them. So that, that'll be something. Defensive touchdown would be awesome again. Another defensive touchdown. Just yeah. another one of those weird touchdowns yeah. to help the offense Maybe out. like a fumble on the goal line that looks like it's dead, but then picked up and run back. 100. For 100 yards. That yeah. would work. That would definitely do it. Or, you know, we just get a big hit on Aaron Rodgers. Someone scoops up a fumble near the end zone walking in. You know, just something like that. I'd take any of them. I'd take any of it. Points. Points, points, points. Yeah, because it shifts the narrative. If the Chiefs are able to go out there and score, say, 17 points from an offensive standpoint, that doesn't look good. You're not going to beat the Packers with 17 yeah. points. 
you could beat the Packers with 24 points. Right. So you're going to need to find that extra touchdown somewhere. Uh, just a couple key stats. You know, the Packers' defense are – they're allowing 381 yards a game, which is 26th in the league. So from a yardage standpoint, they're giving up a lot. But they are only allowing 19 points a game, which is ninth in the league. So they, they got the old bend don't break style. The Chiefs, to their credit, were actually 13th in the league in points per game. Nice. And we're ninth in the league against the pass. After last week, yeah. we jumped up to ninth in the league. That's a little misleading because we're 29th against the run, so teams <laughs> just aren't passing against yeah. us. And it's, once again, to our credit, as, much, as bad as our run defense has been, we're still not even last in the league. Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind. There's We can improve there. Um, turnover differential, we're plus four on the year. The Packers are plus six. So pretty close. So they're they're third. getting turnovers. We're, yes. Andy Reid, um, when he's had more than seven days to prepare for a game, he's 11-7. and seven. So that's on our side. A little bit, a little bit on our side. It's not like super lopsided, like Andy Reid after a full buy, but after these like mini buys, he's he's pretty good. Uh, Travis, Andy Reid revenge game. Andy oh, <laughs> from what twenty years ago, the Andy Reid revenge. Probably game. like thirty years ago. The Packers just cut Traymond Smith. It would have been the Traymond Smith revenge game. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're not on the roster anymore. Maybe we pick him up. You know, get a little insight into you know mm. what practice squad. Yo, Traymond, what they've the been Bill running. Belichick trick. We did uh, just a little cleanup news today. We did um, cut D'Anthony Thomas. We activated Pat Shermer from the practice squad, so he'll serve as Kyle our... Shermer. Oh, I said Pat. You did. The, his dad, yeah. the coach, Pat yeah. Shermer, is coming out of retirement. He's coming a... out. He's padding up. Yeah, thank you. Kyle Shermer is coming out of retirement. Kyle Shermer's coming from the practice squad to be our backup. Uh, he'll serve as so we won't have to worry about Anthony Sherman taking any Which snaps this week. I like. There is a part of me. That really, really, really wanted to see that. There's a part of me that wanted Matt Moore to, like, have an equipment malfunction because I don't want anyone to ever get hurt. Or just, like, like out of breath. Out of breath. Know, like, knock the wind out and of like, him. Oh, let, let me see a drive with the sausage. It's third and 19. I want to see a sausage-led <laughs> offense. Oh, wait, a full drive? Yeah, a full drive. I was give me a drive. Fly. You want a drive? No, give me a drive. Sausage Wildcat. That's what I'm saying. Sausage like, jump pass. That would have been so electric. We could – Okay. This is a completely hypothetical, but sausage drop backs twenty yard dime to Tyreek down the sideline for a touchdown. Greatest play in NFL history. Greatest play in sports put history. Put it in Canton. Put it. Put it. Send it in space on like the preservation stations that have like the highlights of the best yes. movies and music. Yeah. Put that up there for art because that would have been insane. I mean, can you imagine though? The internet would have been ablaze. Oh, I would have been my background screen on my phone for years. Of the <laughs> for years, I'm just, I can't even imagine just like that. him in the classic quarterback yes, pose, just yes. pointing towards Tyree with his huge arms and his <laughs> tiny stature. Well, more would have happened probably. Would he would probably overthrow it by 50 yards because he's such a strong man. You know, yeah. he, he, he didn't realize his own power. But then Tyreek runs underneath because he's so fast. Yeah. So it's it's beautiful. And then oh. he gets signed by the Jets to be their quarterback for that, the next like, three years. I, I'm even just depressed thinking about that because I want to see that so oh, bad. Oh, man. It would have been insane. It would have been up there with the Dontari Poe, like, jump pass. Yes. T- like, Dontari Poe's got a passing touchdown to his credit. Yeah. Anthony Sherman with a full Andy Reid drive. We would have found out if Mahomes was a system quarterback. Yeah, we would have. Sherman comes out, starts dealing. You know, we start talking about trade Mahomes. I think we talk about. I think we need to talk about that. Just thinking about it. Just anyway, just like ah, let's roll. Let's roll let's with. Let's roll with. Let's that. roll with Sherman. How I, many? I mean, if Jalen Ramsey gets two first round picks, how many do we get from Holmes? Seven, Ten. eight. Would you do it for eight? A baker's dozen. Would you do it for eight first round picks? Yes, absolutely. No, no. For my end, no. You want to know why? 
eight first round picks. Listen, listen, eight first round picks does not mean you get another franchise quarterback. I am in the camp of if you have an MVP quarterback, you can overcome the rest, right? To me, yeah. if you have eight first round picks, you have eight maybes to me. And eight first round picks sounds sexy. But for, that sounds very sexy. For a guy like Mahomes, no, that sounds like pay, that sounds like cap hell because you have to pay eight first round picks. Is what that sounds like to me. Yeah, now, if if you true. if you add like a comp, like if it's we trade with the Browns and you're like four first round picks and Baker Mayfield, I might think about it because then it's four first round picks and a quarterback who may be you know up there. The Eagles are like three first rounders and Carson Wentz. Maybe, you know, but if it's just eight, if there's no players involved, I'm just sticking with Patty. Okay. Um, I'm diehard. I mean, first, I'm fine with that. 18 first round picks. Nah. I just, that would be <laughs> crazy though. Eight first round picks. That would be crazy. Yeah. And it would be hard to say no to, but you get, you got to imagine you would. As a fan of that fan base though, you won't see another first round pick for 10 years, eight years. Yo, that would be insane. But you'd be, get, uh, conversely, you'd sign off on 10 years of Mahomes play. Yeah, Which that would be, be so sad be, to see yeah. Mahomes in another jersey. Uh, it should never happen. It's going to be sad enough to see Kareem in another jersey here oh, in two he's, weeks. He's practicing. I know. That's tough because we really need running back help right now. I know. That's just that's a tough situation, man. Just looking at that core and what could have been if if you know some people act right. One oh one other stat we got is Travis Kelsey in primetime games. It's actually not been great. It's been seventy five yards and in his career. He's only got eight primetime catches for touchdowns. So that's less than a catch per game. He's never had a multi-touchdown primetime game. I don't imagine that changes with Matt Moore at the helm. So it seems like every week we got a new Travis Kelsey stat, how he does in certain situations. Yeah. So it's we got. It might though. I mean, some of these backups you see, they they pick their guy, and a lot of and times they ride it's a, the tight end security blanket yeah, too. So. Right, and All he right. is the biggest security blanket. Now it's time for pr- predictions. Pick pick in the game. Pick them. This is going to be the 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 first time both of us I think pick a different way. You're picking the Packers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. So who you got, like score wise? I have the Packers. Um, I think twenty four twenty eight Packers. Twenty four twenty eight. I think the Chiefs cover the five and a half. Yeah, the, it is a which five. Is it's a five and a half spread. A lot for home. Yeah. But Mahomes being out. Yeah. It's weird because I I think if Mahomes is in, we're probably. Well, they said it was a ten point swing. Ten point swing. That's a huge swing for one player. To let you know how valuable this guy is. Eight first round picks worth. He's no, at least nine. <laughs> All right, so I picked the Packers to win thirty-one to twenty-one. The Packers are a really good team. They're so good, and it's a road game for them. I don't think they blow us out because I think we have enough talent to keep pace for a certain period of time and put up some points. But this is a tough game. To, this is a game with Mahomes that I would have been like worried about with Mahomes. Yeah, take Mahomes out. I don't think it's relatively going to be close for any period of time. As far as our bet goes on the year, last week, unknowingly, we both picked the Chiefs by seven. So we're just going to call that one a wash, but now we're going to make sure that there's tiebreakers in the future if we yeah. have the same score. So we're still one-to-one on the year, um, but this week I have the Chiefs losing by about ten. You have them losing by, what, four? Four. Whoever's closest to that one without going over we will give the point to next week. Um, next week's show, it'll probably be we'll have some what some spooky stuff because Hall- season Halloween's coming up, so we'll we'll throw in a little bit of a chilling 
thrilling stuff in there for you. Yeah. You can find us on Spreaker, Apple, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts, caseykingdom.com. Uh, this week, I'm going to have a post coming out with the podcast linked in it. If you want to check that out, you can go to caseykingdom.com. It should be live tomorrow. Um, I think that's all we got next week. Much of the same. We'll go around the West and the other Kansas City sports news. We should have more updated timeline on Mahomes, and we'll, and we'll bring that to you. And any other trade news, because the trade deadline is a week from today. So hopefully we're talking Chiefs trades. Awesome. All right, so just a quick ending question. If you could trade for one player in the league right now who's conceivably on the block, of course we want like Aaron Donald or something. Yeah. One player that could get moved, who would it be? I love Pat P. Pat P. I'm going to say Pat P. Pat That's P. an easy one. Pat That's P. a kind of a cop-out answer, but yeah. I love Pat P. Pat P is the one that I would love. The thing and to our LSU boys. Oh, the, and Tyron Matthew would love that. Him and Patrick Peterson have this this bond. So, um, The thing that sucks is the Cardinals are 3-3-1, three, three and one, so they're not selling, which they should be. They should be. But they're not because they, they have something weird going on. They've won enough games. The they've won three in a row. They're tricking themselves into thinking they're a good team. They're not. They're a much improved team. They could get six to seven wins, but once you're good enough to compete, Pat Patrick Peterson's going to be beyond his prime. So, uh, for me, my trade target would be uh, Geno Atkins from the Bengals. That's a guy that I think could really help our run defense. When Chris Jones come back, our line would be Frank Clark, Geno Atkins, and Chris Jones, and then Okafor and Ogba. That would be a monstrous as far as stopping the run. Yeah, that that would be insane. Well, so, and they should be in cell mode. And they are. I think they are in cell mode from some reports. I think uh, Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, and A.J. Green are all, at least, they're taking calls about them. So we'll see. We'll see if the Chiefs do anything. If they stand pat, we'll have that for you next week's show. But I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Thanks for listening. We have the pieces. Sammy Watkins could be back. Eric Fisher could be back. Excuse you. Sorry. Sammy could be. Do you want to cut that? That was terrible. I about threw up. Oh, my God. It wasn't no throw up. It was just.